Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. I was thinking that even though I've been doing this podcast for over five years, I still feel like I'm just being introduced to jazz. So many great albums people rave about that I either haven't heard or they haven't yet really resonated. So here's my chance to once again be a newbie and listen to some for the first time and re-listen to a few others in order to reinforce my appreciation. I've gone through a few recommended lists and there are a handful of albums that virtually everybody recommends and some that may only be recommended by one person, but there's something that intrigues me about it. Here's one of the latter. A couple Duke Ellington albums and at least four John Coltrane albums were mentioned, in particular A Love Supreme, Blue Train, and Giant Steps, but I wanted to hear one that was mentioned by only one compiler of top jazz albums for beginners' lists. That's one called Duke Ellington, and John Coltrane. A seemingly disparate combination, but not really, since both were incredible jazz innovators. From 1963, here's Billy Strayhorn's My Little Brown Book, Duke Ellington and John Coltrane. Thank you. 
One thing I love about that track is how Coltrane lulls you into an easy listening state of mind, then gradually develops his solo into something a bit more edgy, and Ellington's creative ending. Duke Ellington and John Coltrane from 1963, Billy Strayhorn's My Little Brown Book, with Sam Woodyard on drums and Aaron Bell bass. The album, unsurprisingly, that virtually everybody put on their list as a great introduction to jazz, is the greatest selling jazz album of all time, Miles Davis's Kind of Blue. I want to play a track from that album that I was told I really needed to listen to in order to be able to play real jazz on the piano. It was Edmonton drummer Mike Gillespie who said that to me, and he keeps saying, listen to Wynton Kelly. So here is Miles Davis and the only track on the Kind of Blue album where Wynton Kelly replaces Bill Evans, Freddie Freeloader.
Freddie Freeloader, Miles Davis, with John Coltrane, tenor sax, Cannonball Adderley, alto sax, Paul Chambers on bass, Jimmy Cobb drums, and Wynton Kelly playing that very rhythmic and swinging piano accompaniment. Talking about albums that are a good introduction to jazz, Kind of Blue is most often cited. But one writer from a blog called The Soundboard listed one that I never would have expected. It's a guitar player that, in one of my episodes on the future of jazz, Peterborough guitarist Mike Graham mentioned his name. So when his album called The Next Step from 2001 was recommended as a great album for people new to jazz to listen to, I decided I needed to hear some of it. His name's Kurt Rosenwinkel. Here he is with the tune called Zhivago with Mark Turner on tenor sax, Ben Street bass, and Mark Ballard drums.
that unique sound that he gets during his guitar solo. That's a result of his singing along into a lapel mic. Kurt Rosenwinkel with Mark Turner on tenor sax. Jabago. A couple Canadian albums were placed on the many lists of jazz albums a jazz beginner must hear. One that was mentioned on at least three sites was Jazz at Massey Hall in Toronto by The Quintet, recorded in 1953. So who were The Quintet? No, they're definitely not Canadian. They're the modern jazz superstars of the day, and they continue to be jazz superstars. They were Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Charles Mingus bass, Bud Powell piano, and Max Roach drums, and somebody who billed himself Charlie Chan on alto sax. That was a pseudonym for Charlie Parker, who couldn't use his own name for contractual reasons. Because the bass was under-recorded, Mingus later dubbed in his bass. Then in a 2002 reissue, the original recordings were remastered. And as feared, you can barely hear the bass. So I'm using the original mastering that Mingus did before releasing this recording on two 10-inch LPs on his own label called Debut. Here's one of the tracks a Denzel Best composition called We, a.k.a. Allen's Alley, the quintet. Thank you. 
Thank you. The Quintet, live at Massey Hall, 1953, with Charlie Parker, Daisy Gillespie, Bud Powell, Charles Mingus, and Max Roach. When I think of people new to jazz and wondering what recordings we could play that might hook them, my mind takes me to a recent experience in an Edmonton restaurant pub where they have a weekly open mic at which I sometimes like to play. One time, around Valentine's Day, I think it was, I sang an old standard, accompanying myself on piano. And afterwards, I got into a conversation with a young waitress who said she really liked that song, asking me about its origin. I said it was an old standard, and she mentioned hearing it by Chet Baker. And she was very impressed when I told her that I had once met Chet Baker. I was treated like a rock star for the rest of the night. Chet Baker was an amazing trumpeter, one of the founders of the West Coast cool style of jazz, who put out a vocal album in 1954 called Chet Baker Sings, and was it was an album that probably hooked a lot of non-jazz fans into jazz. Somehow this waitress had ended up hearing it. This would have been over 60 years later. And two bloggers did put it on their list of essential jazz albums for beginners. Here is a Chet version, uh, Chet Baker version of My Funny Valentine. My funny valentine Sweet comic valentine You make me smile with my Your looks are laughable, unphotographable, yet you're my favorite work of art. Is your figure than Greek Is your mouth a little weak When you open it to speak Are you smart But don't change it care for me Stay little Valentine Stay Each day is Valentine's Day Chet Baker with Russ Freeman on piano. This week, part one of a few Introduction to Jazz albums. I was surprised that this next album was only on one person's list. The recently departed Ahmad Jamal and his trio, Live at the Pershing in Chicago, is a classic and a piano trio album that definitely resonated with me and still does. Aside from Jamal's great use of space, or what he terms discipline, the interaction with this trio in terms of dynamics and call and response was not all that common in improvised jazz at the time. This would be about 1958. It was so different from the frantic bebop of the time that initial reviewers often labeled it as being cocktail music. With Israel Crosby on bass and Vernel Fournier drums, Here's their rendition of Poinciana. Mm-hmm. 
Ahmad Jamal Trio, Poitiana from 1958. No question that the 1950s were the golden age of jazz. And the vast majority of records that were selected by jazz aficionados as records that would have a chance of creating more fans out of people who had previously ignored or even actively disliked the music were from the 50s. I suspect that if I had heard this next tune when I was a youth, I might have come to an appreciation of jazz much sooner. As it stands, a couple bloggers did list this album as an essential jazz album for beginners. It's from 1956, and it was led by trumpeter Clifford Brown and drummer Max Roach. It was such a tragedy that Brown died in a car crash shortly after this recording at the age of 25. Also with Harold Land on tenor sax, Richie Powell piano, and George Morrow bass. Since it's spring, and since I played two vocal versions of this tune last week, here's a much earlier instrumental version with the composer himself on trumpet, Joy Spring. Oh, and one more piece of information. Clifford Brown wrote this tune in honor of his wife, who he would call Joy Spring.
Clifford Brown and Max Roach and finishing with another spring tune. And it's an album that was also on a list or two of albums uh, great to introduce one to jazz. It shows that old-time big band swing wasn't dead even in 1956. Here is Count Basie, the album's April in Paris, the title tune. This is Larry Shadman saying bye for now, inviting you to listen next week to some more jazz recordings that can seduce people into loving this musical genre. One more time. One more once.